0: Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Well, our next guest is actually... Along the same veins of really expressing yourself in writing, as we had in our first interview today, my guest is Regina Bell, and she talks about writing eulogies. Regina Bell is a senior lecturer and academic advisor at the University of Rhode Island. She has 15 years of industry experience and knowledge in public relations, and in addition to creating real-world learning opportunities, she has a gift of capturing the essence of your loved one's life. By writing his or her eulogy, she's an accomplished public speaker and captivating storyteller, and today we're going to talk about eulogies, why they're important, and why sometimes you need somebody to write them for you. Welcome, Regina. Patricia, it's so nice to hear your voice. How are you? I'm good, and I'm so happy to have you on the show. So Thank tell you. me what motivated you to become a eulogy writer? Well, that's a great
1: question, isn't it? and? So often we associate eulogy with, obviously, funeral, and, and who really wants to be thinking about that? But let me, let me just really uh, take a step back and, and tell you how, how this came to be. So I'm going to give credit to my two amazing parents, my mom and my dad, uh, who are both deceased. But not only did they... Uh, do a great job of opening the world to my sister and myself. They, they, you know, immersed us in art and culture and dance and 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 camping and everything. But they they really gave me a tremendous gift, and that was they encouraged me to meet people and to and to have conversations. So even as a young child. My mother and father would actually encourage me to have conversations with people. It might be in a store or a Mm. park. And, of course, they were right there with me. But that was their way of giving me confidence and Mm. getting me to the point where I felt comfortable meeting people. And so I would have these terrific conversations, even as a little girl, with people I met along the way in life, and as I look back that's one of the best things my parents ever did for me was to just to build that confidence so mm-hmm. i've i've been I've grew up with 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 stories and meeting people, and I think that's really how I got started with eulogy writing is that I so enjoy the story in a conversation and what makes someone Tick, and and, you know what's what are they doing, and what are they up to, and what's their life, you know, all about. So that was really how um, how I was motivated, and then then of course I actually took it upon myself one day when a good friend passed away, and his family, his name was Hugh and his family, Alice, and, and their children, they were just devastated. They, they, were, they were paralyzed with grief. Yeah. And I had known them. They were wonderful family friends. And, and I, um, I reached out to them, and I said, you know, w- would you like me to write a eulogy for you, for your dad, uh, you know, my wonderful friend? And, and they, they said, I'll never forget it. They said, you know, we can't put two words together right now.
0: Mm, we, we would sure. love that. Yep. They
1: were just paralyzed. So yep. I was, you know, I was reminded even back then, like a eulogy. And, and I always think this, it's, it's, the, it's the treasure the family has of someone. It's that final story. Mm-hmm.
0: And it just captures the essence of someone's life. So, Regina, when you work with people, how do you, yes. do you sit with them and interview them and just have them talk to you? Do you just say, you know, what what were the strengths and what were the thing what are the memories you have? Sure. Is that how you do so, it? You know, it, it can happen different ways. So
1: I have what I call a profile sheet, and okay. that's really a, a sheet where, you know, I get some biographical data and I, I have a place where it might say, um tell me tell me about your favorite childhood memory. Or there might be another spot that gives you know, tell me about your favorite travel experience. So I, I just get nuggets of information. Now I could do this online or I might sit with a family member. I might do this over the phone. Really whatever works for the family. But I gather I gather some basic information but then I'm also looking for okay, what was it about this person that you, the family member, will never forget? What is it that you want to capture right now? And it might be that their dad was an accomplished ballroom dancer, or it might be that their dad was also in the um, Actors Guild and he was in several movies. So mm-hmm. I. I capture what makes that person
0: unique.
1: Yeah. Particularly in the eyes of the family. So it can happen
0: one of several ways. Yeah, which is which is really so the process. Um, that's part of your process, right, of writing the eulogy. That's really right. part of the I process. I gather information. Yes. Right. Right, and then now, do you ever read the eulogy to the family, and they'll say, "Well, Regina, that's not exactly right," or I mean, do you ever have to like edit it a little bit with them, or? Oh, sure, sure, sure. So yeah. you know, let me just take a step back. The
1: first eulogy I did for Hugh, I I wrote my perspective of him, okay. and. I shared it with the family, and again, they they were just so devastated. They said, "Oh, this is great! This is wonderful!" Now, maybe if they weren't so upset, they would have edited a little bit more. But that was a unique situation. But most most people will will look at it and say, "No, I, I really want to change this part." Or, mm-hmm. "No, my dad." I remember one gentleman, um, and I'll, I like to talk about him too. He he actually said, "No." I don't want to have the Frank Sinatra uh, mention in there. I didn't really care for his music. So yeah. let's take that part out. So uh-huh. I like it. I really love it when people give me input because yeah. this, this is so, this is personal. This, this yeah. is yeah. capturing someone's
0: life. So we have to have it perfect. Regina, what do you do when you have, if you've had the situation where you have, you know, the children, Okay. And sure. children see their parents differently. So John has one view of mom and Joan has another view of mom and you write this eulogy and you show it to both of them and one's going, wait a minute, I mean how do you how do you handle kind of the differing opinions of of children or family members? You know, that's a great question
1: because after all, we, we all have our own interpretation as you Absolutely. say. Absolutely. And 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 really I have to always remember that this is one of the most upsetting times of a person's life. Mm-hmm. So we're not always at our best, are we? And we have and I have to be so mindful of that that it's it's a sensitive time for someone. So I can share that I had this situation pop up where a family contacted me, their mom had recently passed away and and they they wanted me to write a eulogy i was i was delighted to do so and so but now here here was became my challenge the family just couldn't seem to get to the point where they could talk about it they couldn't talk about her and her childhood and and what she was like as a mom and what she was like as a wife they just couldn't talk about her and all i could get out of them were just little snippets and it was so challenging because I wanted to write a story and I, I had a detail that she loved the ocean and I learned that she had a magnificent garden in her backyard and her, her yard was her, was her treasure. Mm-hmm. And I learned, well, she liked the Boston Red Sox. So now the clock is ticking and, and we're getting closer and closer to the funeral and I wasn't getting... I wasn't getting anywhere. I wasn't getting information. So I reached out to the family member, who, the the, the son who contacted me, and I made a suggestion. And of course, you have to be just so very delicate and so sensitive. Mm -hmm. And I said, I I think I have an idea for you to help us um, advance this. So Mm. I'd like to propose that we... We have a snapshot of your mom. Mm -hmm. And I prepared for them six sentences. And I'd like to read it, Patricia. Sure. My brothers and my brother and sisters welcome you today to our mother's celebration of life. All we can say is thank you. Thank you for supporting us at this time. Mm -hmm. Possibly you sent a card or two, to our mom during the last few years. Maybe you visited her in the nursing home. Thank you. When you think Mm -hmm. of our mom, you might remember her as the avid Boston Red Sox fan that she was. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You may remember Mm -hmm. her as tending to her flower garden. She loved her yard. She loved the ocean and cherished moments when she could sink her toes into the sand Before running into the water, Mm. our life has forever changed. But we know our mom is reunited with our dad, and what Mm. a time they are having!
0: Mm. That's beautiful, Regina,
1: of your friendship. Beautiful. So that's
0: actually six Mm. sentences. Now let me let me say. Yes, go ahead. I want to say something about that. Uh, What what strikes me is whether she was nice or not nice or uh, it, you didn't have to put any of that in because what you did put in was truth. Right. Right. You put in truth. You didn't say she was the kindest person she, because one sister might say, well, she wasn't so kind to me. So you didn't even put any of that in. You put it in, you thanked people, then you put in what she loved. Very, I think that's brilliant. Well, well, thank you. But I,
1: why I stressed the thank you was that the, the son and eventually the daughter, really all that they could give to me was, we, we really just want to say thank you to people. And they, they couldn't get beyond that. They, they, they were stuck in a groove. Okay. So I took these few details that I had. Excellent. And I composed a snapshot. And, and yeah. her son actually read this the day of the funeral at the funeral home. So it, and I was there. and It was actually, it was just a lovely way to start the day because yeah. it was thanking yeah. everyone.
0: Yeah. And it also wasn't getting into emotions and things that people could differ in their opinions about. true. True. And and that's that because it's it's tough when you have that, you know, when you have differing family members opinions and. Oh, sure. You, you have to speak to that. So that was beautiful. That was really well, well thank done. Thank
1: you. Uh, and, and the family was very happy. So that made me feel as though I helped them.
0: You know, yeah, I helped Regina- them. Very important. I want to ask you this. Do you think people, when they're alive, should be writing down their memories, their memories of their parents and their grandparents, sharing their own accomplishments, so that it's in writing by that person and you have something? Do you think we should be sharing oh, it while we're here? wouldn't that be a great idea? Wouldn't that be great if more people did that? Because, you know, if
1: we think back long, long ago, many of us kept diaries. And yes. um, I know I have several diaries from, from relatives. And they truly are a treasure because you see the person's handwriting. And you can, you know, if you read it, you can actually hear their voice. So that would be a great idea if, if we as a society could get to that place. Um, there was but a book. You know book. what? I'd love to share this, this thought that. Go ahead. Or these details, so this gentleman um heard of my eulogy writing, and he reached out to me and This is such a unique story, and I have to say, it was the most enjoyable experience I've had in terms of writing a eulogy so John is uh, in, he's in the late sixties, and he reached out to me and he said. Regina, I, I hear you write eulogies. So, Regina, he, here's, here's, here's what's going on with me. I'm not married. I don't have any children. My, my parents are gone. And I've always said, now, when I die, who will say something nice about me? Hmm. And I looked wow. at him, and I grabbed his arm, and I said, I will. So, together, now this was so, this was such a great, this was so powerful. Together, yeah. we wrote his eulogy. It was so powerful for me. So, I gave John my profile sheet and he very happily completed it and, and provided me with details of his life and I learned that he is an accomplished ballroom dancer, I learned he's an Actor. He's been in several movies. I had no idea. Hmm. Um, I know of John, but I did, I don't know him that well. So, so what did I do next? I I I took an excerpt from Shakespeare, and the eulogy begins. First of all, it says the the, the story of the remarkable John Francis. Shakespeare claims all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances, and one man in his time plays many parts, from the infant to the schoolboy, and then eventually the lover and possibly even a soldier. We play our part. Hmm. So John's eulogy begins with that excerpt, and then I, I, I begin with you know, when he was born. But I I took a different twist with this. John was born in 1948. So you, you know what I did? I started with every story has a beginning. So let's start at the beginning of this magical tale. The year is 1948. All eyes were on the Summer Olympics, the first since the 1936 Games in Berlin following a 12-year hiatus due to World War II. The world was abuzz with the latest in fashion. It was a pivotal moment as Christian Dior's new look look collection ushered in a new silhouette. The war Mm -hmm. was over and the world signed up for glamour, music, dance, and sizzle. Harry Truman was president and the days of rationing and frugality were over. All the world is a stage and let's meet John Francis born on July 31st, 1948. And then mm-hmm. I begin talking about John's childhood and his, his his young days as an elementary school kiddo. And I then move into, as Shakespeare claims, we all play our part, and so did John.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then we move into his years in college. Let's take a second look at this man named John Francis. And that's when I introduce mm-hmm that he's a ballroom dancer.
0: Wonderful. Mm. The
1: world is a stage. John discovered his love of acting. A member of the Screen Actors Guild, his passion for acting came to life. From Meet Joe Black to True Lies, John could wow. play any role. And I, wow. I talk about his, his acting. Mm-hmm. And it's time to wrap up. So yeah. is um, I, he, I wrap up with... Go ahead. While his love of acting and dancing punctuated his life, there was another side to this amazing man. John was a proud American who served in the Air Force. Mm. A few minutes with John meant you enjoyed his fun sense of humor and his outgoing personality. Wonderful. I know you will think of John as you remember all the world
0: is a stage and we each play a part. Wow, now Regina, he's still with us, correct? He's still oh, here. Oh yes, oh yes, and, and
1: we'll have a- he. So I, I, I wrote that, and I actually wanted to end with an excerpt from "Fly Me to the
0: Moon" by by Frank Sinatra. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. We, only said, okay, no, we only have a minute left. He said, "No, I don't want that." Okay, Regina. We just have a minute left, so we got to wrap up. Oh, so, a minute. Okay. So, so he didn't. You didn't do the finato. You left it as it was with the eulogy. That I you did. Had. Yeah, but beautiful. that was an
1: example of how I really enjoyed working with someone. And we had he. You know, he gave me his input. And
0: yeah, If which I can great.
1: end our wonderful conversation, that eulogy writing, it's, it's an honor for me to write someone's story, and I. I consider the story to be a treasure, and it's really about capturing someone's essence so that the
0: family has a lasting treasure for that person. Yes, absolutely. And how can people find you? What is your website? Sure,
1: eulogiesbyreginabell.com. I look forward to hearing from people, and I'm delighted to be of help.
0: Thank you so much, Regina, for being on the program. It was wonderful. Patricia, thank you. This was a joy. Thank you. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Uh, like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin Raskin Resources. If you'd like to be on my newsletter list, write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com, and um, you'll be able to see the newsletter, which comes out once a month and everything that I'm that I'm doing with media work to really help people turn problems into solutions and inspire people. It's been my work for a lot of years. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true.